This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Silent lucidity at 7.52. So we put this time aside every week to talk to Andrew Giuliani, who's terrific and did a tremendous job filling in for me, alongside Curtis and John while I was on vacation. Andrew, Happy New Year. How are you, buddy? i got so many stories for you. I'll start with this one. You ready for this? Absolutely, Sid. So you uh, texted me about two weeks ago. You go, listen, I got a buddy. His name is Ed Walsh. And he's really, really tight with Donald Trump. They golf together. I guess Eddie is a big-time player, right? Ed's won probably seven, eight club championships out of Bedminster. I would say even more than me, Ed has played more golf with Donald Trump over the past 30 years. Oh, that says a lot. You play with Donald all the time. That says a lot. Okay. So I go to Crystal Springs Resort with my family last week, Danielle Avon gave, and I'm sitting in the lobby, and the guy walks over. He goes, hey, are you Sid Rosenberg? I said, yeah. He goes, my name is Raymond O'Neill, and I happen to be best friends with a guy named Ed Walsh. You remember when Andrew Giuliani texted you two weeks ago about going to Mar-a-Lago to spend New Year's Eve with President Trump? I said, sure. He goes, I was the guy that told Ed Walsh to text Andrew Giuliani to text you. What are the odds? I'm at Crystal Springs. Is this unbelievable? What a small world. That's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, that's amazing. You know, I, you know, I guess what it, what it tells you is, you know, considering that this is the number one radio show in the country here, the, the, the circle ends up being a lot smaller than you end up thinking about because everybody ends up hearing about this stuff <laughs> because you're all over the place. You're everywhere. It's crazy. I tell you, the, the last couple of days after I filled in over uh, Christmas and, and New Year's, which, by the way, thank you, Curtis and I and John. We had a blast. We had a wonderful time. Um, but I ended up coming down to the uh, to the Caribbean here with my wife, and we've been going over a little bit. And guess what? I'm hearing WABC down here, not during the daylight, but I got to tell you, for your six o'clock hour, I catch a little bit of you. And once the sun goes down at five o'clock, I start hearing Cats and Cosby. I yeah. hear John Cats and the yeah. voice there. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see just the reach that WABC Radio oh, it's, actually it's, it's, has, it's, and especially... It's a huge stick. That's let off by Sid and Friends. No, so. thank you, Andrew. Thank you. It is a huge stick. It's a big, big, big sound. And, you know, at one point last week, Andrew, on New Year's Eve, actually, when John and Margot came to the studios, they had over 20 million people listening around the world. So it is a big deal. Now, here's a second story involving Andrew Giuliani. 
So I, um, I'm on record admitting I like George Santos. I wouldn't have gotten rid of him. I wouldn't have. He votes for America. He votes for Israel. Whatever he did, he did. I don't care. Now I got to worry that this Mazzy Polyp is going to lose to, to uh, Swazi. I don't have to worry about that. I had a Republican okay. there. It was fine. I would have left him there. So anyway, so I talked to Santos. So he calls me yesterday. He's coming on today at 915. And he goes, what the hell is up Andrew Giuliani's ass? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, last week. I go, Georgie, baby. Last week, I'm on my vacation. I don't listen to anybody. I'm sure they did a terrific job. I love those guys. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, he went on the air last week when you were off, and he had right. the chutzpah, the nerve, to say, I don't support Donald Trump. Did you say that? No, no, no. What I said was, I think very early in his campaign, he was not the biggest Trump supporter out there. So yeah, he's mad about he ended that. Up once, he, he's mad about all that. the conflict. That's fine. He can go out there about that. But I think if you look at the way he ran his campaign in 2022, it's not like he was out there being a big Trump supporter. That's just a fact. When he ended up getting in trouble, he realized, hey, I got to go into Team Trump over here. This is going to be the only way that I'm going to be able to survive. I'm going to try to be the most conservative one out there. I'm going to be the most pro-Trump one out there. So I saw a shift in Santos once ultimately he got into trouble. And Sid, I got to be honest. I'm with you in the sense that I think it was a mistake to remove Santos. Not because I don't think the guy is a scumbag. I do think he's a scumbag. <laughs> and you can tell him I said that. I hope he's listening yeah, about he's, that. he's listening. But don't because, worry. <laughs> but, because, but because of the constitutional norms, I right. believe in due process. And even though I think George Santos, and I'm looking forward for him to have his day in court, I think he deserves to have his day in court. And yes. that ultimately, if he gets convicted, then he should be removed by right. Congress. It is right. very, very dangerous right. for Congress to go and remove somebody Agreed. just because they don't like the actions that he did, that we think he did right there. Well, here's but the in terms of this, if you want to know if I'm a Santos fan, yeah. the answer is no, I am not a Santos fan, but I am a fan of due process and our Constitution. See, you're consistent. I am such a hypocrite. I make myself nauseous. <laughs> no, I'm serious because I agree with everything you just said about Santos. I really do. And again, I don't have to worry about this Swazi election. But yet, if you said to me today, Andrew, with no due process, no courts, nothing, you were going to remove Rashida Talib or Elon Omar or AOC, these three dingbats, I would dance in the street and go, go for it, baby, because I'm a hypocrite. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. Well, you know, I, I hear you there, and you have to think, right? They, I mean, they are a threat to our Constitution as well. I, I would, but they, even them, they deserve their due process yeah. rights. As much as that pains me to say, right? I mean, you think about what they've been saying about Israel. You think about what they say about going after Trump's, uh, anybody associated with Trump, Biden's top opponents over here. They have no problem actually doing that, but even they deserve their due process rights. Even these people that are associated with Epstein, for example, as disgusting as this is, and as the father of a daughter, whenever I think of somebody who's a younger girl who, who could be subject to stuff like that, 
even they deserve their due process yeah. rights. That's the important of our, importance of our Constitution. And, Sid, that's the importance of this year, 2024, for the future, not just of our country, not just – they talk about democracy. Biden's had a, uh, an ad out there today about we have to save democracy. What will demo- – we have to save our constitutional republic because if 2024 doesn't go right, then guess what? You're going to continue to see the judiciary going after political opponents – whether it's a George Santos, whether it's a Donald Trump, whether it's a Rudy Giuliani, whoever it is, that's the importance of this year. That's the importance of the next 10 months. So your dad, you know, he's on every Tuesday. I get Rudy on every Tuesday and Andrew on every Friday. That's how much I love the Giulianis, you know. And I always put your father in a tough spot, but he's got a brass set of balls. He doesn't care. And I, I say to him, I go, Rudy, baby, this lawsuit, that lawsuit, they're taking millions. And I said, and now you're probably upset you didn't take your pension. He said, well, that's not true. I never said that. And every week, Rudy, on this show at least, uh, actually tells us the truth, which uh, the media lies about every day. So I'm, at a, I'm on a movie set last night, and a guy, Louis Venaria, a very good young actor, walks up to me and says, let me ask you something. You work at WABC. This Rudy, I like Rudy. He goes, he goes, is it as bad as the media makes it sound like he can't afford a hot dog in the street? I'm like, well, you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad. They're there after the poor guy. They sue him for millions and millions of dollars. I mean, he could afford a hot dog in the street, I'm sure, but it's bad. But he spent, I swear to God, Andrew, 10 minutes asking about your father because he is a real New Yorker. He's never forgotten about 9-11. He loves this city, and anybody who really loves this city has to love your father. Only the Trump haters find a way to hate Rudy Giuliani. But he kept asking me, is it really that bad? You tell us, Andrew Giuliani, is it really that bad? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. You know, after uh, after the show on Friday, I hung around uh, WABC Studios. I was doing my podcast. I think I filled in for Brian. Curtis and I filled in for Brian after you there, Sid. And so I waited for Dad uh, just because I wanted to talk to him about a couple of things. And, you know, I-, I just had the opportunity to talk to him in one of the back offices there for the first time, really, without the family around in about a month. And I just looked at him and I said to him, I said, you know, Dad, I got to tell you, personally, you look really as good as ever. You don't look like you're, you know, you're down on this. And he told me, honestly, he said, look, there are times where, where I feel down about this stuff. But I, I snapped quickly back out of it because I realized that this is a challenge in my life that I need to overcome. I have two options. I can roll over. I can play dead. And I could be look at myself uh, on the other side, let's say, mm-hmm. and be uh, extremely disappointed in that. Or I could say, what would my granddaughter want to see? She'd want to see somebody who's out there fighting, somebody who's out there who's fighting for her future. So, look, it is bad, and that's, frankly, why the appeals in this process when it comes to the, to the bankruptcy case is going to be so important because, uh, because I really think that he's got a good shot on appeals. If you look at the awarding on this, if you look at the fact that he never actually got to present his case, that he actually never got to present the video that his case was based on, uh, the videos, I should say, that his case was based on. I think he's got a great chance at appeals. And frankly, Sid, if I could do a plug, that that's why we've started the pack, and that's why we're asking people if they're interested in donating to help Rudy Giuliani in his appeals process. Go to defendrudy.com because your money, 100% of it, will go to ultimately paying for the legal fees in the Court of Appeals. I love that. Defendrudy.com. Damn it, do it today and defend my friend. God. I make you happy every morning. Make <laughs> my friend Rudy happy. You're welcome. Last one, about two minutes to go. Also because of you, this is a big morning for Andrew Giuliani, Steve Bannon is now on this show every Monday at 8.40 a.m. Every Monday, Steve Bannon. I love it. I love it, too. And that was, it. that was because of you. Thank you. So uh, one thing that me, you, and Bannon all agree on, all agree on is that Donald Trump 
would be nuts to have Nikki Haley as his running mate. So I brought it up to yep. Mark Levin a couple of days ago, and Levin said, Shade, I agree with you and Bannon. He goes, what is this nonsense that she's going to get him suburban housewife votes? How do you know that? Yes, yes. She's got a better stance on abortion than most Republicans. Yes, she's raised some money, but she's not going to mean the difference between a win and a loss. I know you feel that way. You think she's a backstabbing son of a bitch, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You look at when she left the administration. I've said it time and again. She left a month before the midterms in 2018, and that was her hedge. That way she could actually go out to voters and say, if Trump was unpopular, I left at a time that was not easy to do so. But if he was popular, she could claim that she ended up spending two years in the administration. It's kind of one of those political calculations and hedges. And you can look, the way she's been on Trump, the way she's been on issues, she just put her, puts her hands up in the air and sees where the political winds end up blowing. I want somebody, you know, if you want to consider a woman in this spot as vice president, which I think I'm somebody who does not believe in identity politics. I really think it's actually pick the best person for the job. But let's just say some of the incredible women that could be out there. I'll pick two, for example. Elise Stefanik from upstate New York, who I think is an incredible, incredible member of Congress. You can just go and look at what she did through the impeachment trials of Trump, how she ended up defending, and what she's doing as the House conference chair right now for Republicans is absolutely spectacular. She has a child a couple of months older than me, and, I mean, her work ethic is unbelievable. And, and by the way, the, the and, and you have to include what she did just a couple of weeks ago, taking a part the presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Pennsylvania. Two of those leaders are still getting paid, which is a crime, but at least they lost their titles. That was due to the great work of Elise Stefanik. Exactly, exactly. And another one, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, somebody who went toe-to-toe every single day with the leftist media right in front of the stand. Everybody saw it at the White House briefing room there. And what she's doing, by the way, in Arkansas right now, Sid, is amazing. They're, being com- they're becoming one of the leaders in school choice. They're going out there. They're fighting against this DEI agenda. And they're making Arkansas kind of the best that it's been in the last uh, 50 years or so. So you've wow. got to uh, – those are two that would be incredible c- to consider that I think would have the America First yeah. values rather than somebody like Nikki Haley, who I think would be a, a, Bush, a Bush all over again. Oh, know? yeah, the Bush-Cheney thing. That's right. What about Tulsi Gabbard? You like her? I like Tulsi. I, I don't know if uh, if she would be my VP choice, but guess yeah. what? I'm not going to probably get a vote in who the VP <laughs> choice is right there. I'll, 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 give a, I'll give a whisper at some point between the 7th and 8th hole or something like that, but, uh, you know, that might get discarded with the rapper from the hot dog. Right, right. Yeah, I said, don't tell him about that. Just whisper in his ear that you want a uh, Mr. President. You should have Sid Rosenberg lead the holla, the group that you work with there, that uh, the, the Holocaust group. What is that called when you do for the uh, president? With the Holocaust. Uh, U.S. Holocaust Holocaust Council. Yes. U.S. Holocaust Museum Council. I need to run that. (laughs) Hey, look, let's just shoot for the stars over here. What about you as press secretary? Is Sid Rosenberg the best press secretary? Would you want that job? What do you think? Would I take it? No, that's a serious pay cut. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, give that job to Tucker Carlson. Hey, uh, I love you. I don't know where you are with uh, the beautiful Z and Grace, but wherever you are, you deserve it. Enjoy yourself. Have a great time. Happy New Year. You are a huge, huge asset to this show and this station. So we'll talk again next week. Thank you so much. 
Uh, well, Sid, Happy New Year to you, to Danielle, to your whole family, and, and it's a wonderful part to be part of the Sid and Friends team. And, uh, you know, going to the moon, baby, to the moon. My man, Andrew Giuliani, right there, folks. That wraps up our number two, really two very good hours. Curtis Sliwa, Brian Kilmeade, Andrew Giuliani. Big 8 o'clock hour about to come your way with Judge Napolitano and Bill O'Reilly. Thursday just became a Friday on Sid and Friends in the morning.